Yeah, well, so that was the plan, right? We'll build it at the beginning of this year, and then it'd be good. But now we won't be good. You'll still be good. It'll just be, you know. Remotely good. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> good good adjacent. Good Hello. Welcome. Together, to- separately. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Too rainy and dreary for thinking about together separately. So, hello, welcome to episode two hundred and two of the Fun Times. We were gamers, the podcast. Let's get back to the normal, where we just complain about neck and back pains. You guys, I love it. I am glad that we don't uh, currently use live cams because I'm just sitting here stretching my neck. Hmm. <laughs> I'm getting old. Painting this past weekend for two days straight has left my body a wreck. And that's a sad thing to say. I feel like painting is a stressful and painful activity because it requires you to contort in a lot of ways. And in general, bodies don't do well with contorting. (laughs) That's just like a blanket statement. But I think in specific, us old people... (laughs) Don't do well with it. <laughs> I like that. I I think I agree. Um, it was, yeah, it was productive, but man, it hurts later. Anyway, that was your homeowner's minutes. I painted a hallway this weekend, you guys. Cool. Please, please, someone quickly save us. This is We Were Gamers, a podcast with JJ. Hello. Michael. Hey, everybody. Andy's here. And we need to talk about some games uh, due to the current ongoing All right, I got conditions. a game. Okay, we're going to talk God. about this. Thank God. All right. Two things. I Number one. Yeah. Not, shut up, Andrew. We're talking about games now. <laughs> <laughs> hard hard cut. Go All over right. here. So uh, this past weekend, uh, some friends of mine from college decided that, hey, you know what we're going to do? Because all of us can't get together in person anymore, which is dumb anyway because none of us have gotten together in person for years <laughs> uh that's a, that's a lie more of them have gotten together i just haven't seen any of them in years anyway they so what they're saying off. is they decided to include you in an activity finally oh they, they i'm included in the invites to all the things that i never will never go i don't i don't want to go to the middle <laughs> of the desert with them that's not a, that's not something i'm interested in doing right now or ever, really. Let's be fair. Oh, my God. Look, wonderful people. Love all those guys. Great, great group of people. Uh, guys and girls. And uh, I just don't want to go uh, camp out in the middle of the desert with them for a week. That's not my idea of fun. Uh, anyway, so they do stuff like that. But also, uh, we used to play a lot of video games together when we were in college. Uh, and now, one of them sent an email around uh, this past weekend. It was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a virtual LAN party. And I was like, that's a good idea. What's a virtual LAN party? It's a it's where we all play video games together okay. on the internet. Uh, but there's a new name for this kind of thing, which is just, what, like clanning, grouping? Uh, games so offer this as a service. Is, is clanning a new thing? I mean, clanning is an old <laughs> thing, depending on what we're talking about. 
Uh, so a lot of these people used to play Counter-Strike and stuff. So they were in those kinds of clans, uh, which was the system in that game. So, yeah, that was uh, the one I was talking about, which was not great. Uh -huh. Oh, the system itself was fine, but yeah. The, the connotations of that uh, yeah, planning weren't, system. Yeah, weren't as good. Weren't as good. good. It was the lawless days of the internet, let's uh -huh. say. Um, so they decided to do this. He went uh, straight it, for it. And they were, they were like, oh yeah, we can reinstall all the old games and play them together and this will be fun and stuff. Hey, did you know that it's kind of hard to install some of those old games uh, and get them running? Yeah, um, the yeah. computer that I'm fetching to build doesn't have a CD drive. So oh, that Andrew, would be problem Andrew, number one. Okay, hold on. Let me disabuse you of a notion right here. Land parties weren't about owning games. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I had a Warcraft 3 disc every time. Uh, Warcraft 3 was the exception, the actually, because even on LAN, Warcraft 3 checked for CD keys. Yeah. So, Ooh. You know, you could uh, so eventually get around Warcraft that with 3. a CD. You didn't have to bring the CD, but you still had to have the rip on your desktop, and the rip had to be unique. It couldn't have, like, five Yeah, so that same. was that was the problem. We needed to have enough copies of Warcraft 3. So eventually everyone owned one of those. Uh, and people were like, oh, yeah, we'll install old Warcraft 3, and we can all play that and use nope. a VPN and get together and do that. And I was like, I hate to break this to you guys, <laughs> but they re-released something of Warcraft 3, and it kind of ruined all this. Uh, so a bunch of people ended up buying Warcraft 3, and we played that together a little bit. That the was fun. Uh, with the only one, Andrew. There is no old one anymore. <laughs> uh, how, so we played some silly, that silly custom you, games on that. Yeah. Uh, it worked okay. Uh, it, like the, the maps, the custom games were a little silly because they kind of drop uh, if the host leaves. So if the host would die and then would quit out to go do something else, then the game would drop. No. Which is kind of a bummer. No. It didn't always happen, but it did happen sometimes. So not, not sure what's good. up with that. Uh, we also played a little bit of StarCraft II uh, for like a good 45 minutes. Yeah, uh, buddy. You know, That's like one match. Everyone's favorite, uh, you know, big game hunters, 20 minute no rush. Oh, yeah. So kind of you literally paid, played one match. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Uh, yeah. That was okay. Okay, what, uh, what did you go with after this long of a time? You used to play Zerg. Oh, oh, so man. I played Protoss. Yeah, uh, easy mode. Yeah. Uh, it turned out that whatever map they used in order... Because we had like nine people, so the standard eight-player maps didn't work. So we had to find a custom map that supported more players. And the custom map we had had uh, more changes, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like workers didn't take supply and... What? Yeah, dude, a whole bunch of really stupid stuff. So the game wasn't fun or fair. Like carriers costed like twelve hundred minerals, but their attack was like fifty or something ridiculous. Whoa! Yeah, dude, the game was just completely broken. Uh, like we realized, like basically everyone not playing Protoss was getting hosed, and we're like, "What's going on?" Like there was like three or four Terrans and like only a couple Zergs, but they all just got steamrolled by like a couple Protoss people. And I'm not; it wasn't even me doing it. I was just like turtling, <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, what's going on?" And then like. I see this fleet of carriers <laughs> coming off the side. I'm like, oh, well, they just took out my entire expansion in about 10 seconds. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Man, that's a game I haven't booted in a while. We should do co-op commanders. Yeah, I would be interested in trying that. Uh, it doesn't support as many people as we had, so we didn't in right. investigate it. And uh, they wanted to play some Counter-Strike, 
Uh, so it's like speaking of cleaning. Well, so, you know, original Counter-Strike is kind of hard to get running. You have to have servers and other ports and all this stuff. It's kind of like a hassle. Isn't CSGO in free? Internet. So CSGO is free, and uh, you <laughs> can download it. <laughs> and we and I did. Uh, and all of them uh, download, you know, either downloaded it or had it installed because they still play sometimes. Uh, and jumped in there, and they're like, hey, JJ, we can't see you online. What's up, man? I'm like, I'm in the game. I can't. Uh, I can't. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> okay, but Steam didn't show me as in the game. It showed me myself as in the game, but no one else could see me. And then I couldn't see anyone else playing. And I was like, "What's up with this?" You knew uh, what was up with this. You were identified as a Russian bot. Nope. I was playing the free version of the game, which doesn't let you play with your friends. No. Oh, they cool. separate you out. No. Yep. Please no. The free version of the game can join like quick play. You can join random maps and stuff, but you can't join games with your friends. That's for the rich. Yeah. Apparently you have to buy the game for that. So you said, so then I was like, you know what? Uh, It's time to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) It was like midnight at this time. So I was like, I'm done. See ya. Uh, I also, uh, yeah, I didn't like that at all. Uh, pretty, pretty mad about that whole situation. Uh, so yeah, it, it was a fun time. Um, you know, it was good to basically like sit in a discord channel with them and just shoot the breeze for a, three or four hours. Um, you know, it was good. Wow. Yeah. Really good time. Um, can I interrupt you before you talk yeah. about something else? Sure. Since you mentioned Steam, I just had the thought. Steam's a kind of a weird place. It's not, there's not like a sale going on per se. But let's say uh, most companies are slowly rolling across sales like X, uh, Microsoft Xbox Studios had a sale yes. this past weekend. I believe that sale is concluded as of this recording now, but mm-hmm. it was going on uh, this past weekend. However, there are many sales rolling through. Mm-hmm. Steam always has some games on sale. Sure, sure. Like, they do developer sale like every weekend. I, yeah. Let's say they're a little more regular right now. People are needing some of that cash to run in to their businesses, maybe. Sid Meier's Civ 6 is 70% off. Okay, but is it the one you want? So I was going to ask you to is the platinum bundle the way to go? Do you think they're done expanding that game? Uh, hold on. I don't know what the, what's in the platinum bundle. Does it Uh, include all the scenario packs, the main game rise and fall and gathering storm. Okay. If it has both rise and fall and gathering storm, then it's the one you want. Do you think they're done expanding that game? So I don't think they have made, more than hmm. okay that's not true civ 5 had three expansions did it yeah right because it had uh the gods and kings one that doesn't sound right civ 5 only had two as far as i remember i could be wrong uh no you know what you're right it had brave new world and gods and kings and those were the two yeah Okay, so then, yeah, that's that's almost certainly it. In which case, that's the one you want. 
I was going to say, because if it doesn't include Gathering Storm, you don't want it. Gathering Storm is the good one of those two, I would say. <laughs> Andy, is this one of those situations where you actually already bought it and are just waiting to say that you got the right edition, or are you on the fence? I'm literally staring at it in Steam currently. <laughs> okay. Oh, you should buy it. It's good. It's uh, it's. I've had uh, a lot of emails from multiple of these storefronts the last few days. Hey, this thing on your wish list is on sale. This thing on your wish list is on sale. And so, like, most of the time, I'm kind of like, ah, you know, it's not a time to be going crazy. But the Civ 6 email came uh, as we sat down to this, and I didn't know how I was going to work it in here. But thankfully, CSGO gave us the opportunity. <laughs> well, I'm I'm actually glad that you brought up Civilization, because I saw an interesting article over the weekend and I almost sent it to you and then I realized it might work better to not bias you with the article first. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have played all of the Civ games um, all going all the way back, but this particular article mm. was ranking the Civ games. Whoa, pull that up. Give us that. Uh, so I, I read this article, but I, okay. So you, you did see it only briefly. Um, and his opinions were wrong anyway. So, oh. <laughs> Dang, so we do have to do it. Let's do it. Eh. So I haven't played that many. I've really only played four, five, and six. Okay. I have to look at the covers to know which ones I played. So let's see. Civ 1, no. Civ 2, no. So I started with Civ 3 here, it looks like. Oh, yeah, Civ 3 for sure. Civ 4, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hit it. What's that there list? So, on the familiar, list... But I don't think uh, I played it that much. So, at the bottom, they had Civ 2. All right. Uh, then the original. Again, um, I don't, games, games we didn't play. Yeah, right. but, like, looking at the original, I'm looking at it, and it's like, okay... No, you would never want to play this again at this point, right? Yeah. Well, so maybe maybe this is easy because the list is broken up in into two halves, right? It's two, one, three. Those are the bottom three. Okay. And then six, four, five. And JJ, you think this is wrong? Yeah, I think four is worse. Four is worse than six. Yeah. So you think it's five six at the top? Uh, so from one two three, it would be five six four. Okay. I think so. I I think a lot of people really really liked four a lot. Yeah. Well, it's it's it made and that there franchise wasn't there wasn't a five like between four and five was like a really long time, right? It wasn't just like three years or something right. it was a pretty good long time sure so i get that that people played that a lot and they're like oh my god the systems were so good and stuff he didn't There's rank beyond earth not a civ game right no it is beyond earth is a civ game mm. i mean it's literally called you civilization beyond sure earth. okay <laughs> andrew let's rank it would you put it above any of the games you've played. No. Okay. <laughs> so then you can safely rank it at the bottom of this list. I haven't played a bunch of those other games. You can put it below those. Uh, okay. I mean, it's better than Civ 1, probably. Maybe. 
I don't know. <laughs> I just look at Civ 1 and I'm like, I would tear my eyes out looking at this for more than an hour. All right. I I love 5, but I haven't played 6. What makes 5 better than 6 for you, having put X amount of hours into both? Sure. So I think I think there's a couple things. Some of the stuff that's new in 6 is cool and interesting when you're getting used to it. But once you have kind of like, once you kind of have mastered it a bit and understand really what the districts do for you in Civ 6, mm-hmm. you kind of lurk like, all right, there's like three or four districts that are like really good. Kind of these other ones are like, I might get one here, one there, whatever that, or like I build them when I need them, like the spaceport one or the airplanes one or whatever. But it's not a, uh, there's a right answer for where this district goes, right? Oh, it's not like a trade-offs sometimes are worth it scenario. It's always a yes or no. And it's not always a yes or no, right? But it's like, you're never going to pick the one that gives you less resources. You will always pick the one that gives you the most. Mm -hmm. So in that case, and once you've done played it a bunch, right, you'll be like, oh, well, I can't found a city here. I'm not going to be able to fit XYZ in this area. So I need to move over here. And now I have to waste two turns walking over there to make a thing. And like, you know, that's the kind of stuff. Hmm. So that's not great. There were a lot of things, though, in Civ but I, I 5 like, that were kind of busted that... Yeah. So it, I think they they improved... So the stuff that was super busted in 5, they fixed in 6. I just don't think the stuff they added was as good as the bustedness. What about... Right? Like I would, I would rather it just be busted in that way mm-hmm. than this new way. <laughs> <laughs> what about combat? The old style of combat versus Civ Six. Yeah, so that is a thing that I think a lot of people say, right? Like I was four was the one I started with, and I was just never a fan of the way combat works in that game. You create these giant stacks of of units and march them around, and there's like five thousand units on this one square. Yep, and, and you murder everything with your doom stack, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked having I, nuclear stacks. Like, <laughs> sure, I'm hiding that, a nuclear stack of missile. anything, man. I'm hiding a nuclear missile in this stack of battleships. Good luck. Yeah. It, that's a... Uh, it, that's how you played it. Like, there's really no other way, right? Like, you would... The computer would do it to you if you didn't do it back to them. <laughs> so, I I just think it wasn't as interesting as having to actually build good units to fight off your opponent's units. Okay. Because, you know, you would basically just keep building units that were maybe slightly worse, but if you could outproduce your opponent, you would stack 500 horsemen to their 10 tanks and still kill them, right? Right. And so Civ 6 kind of made that, or 6 kind of made that harder, or like a lot harder to do, because now each of your horsemen takes up space, and their 10 tanks can kill your horsemen faster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think I just prefer that hex style of combat. Um, the the move to hex stuff I think was controversial for people as well. I, I didn't mind it, of course, but I think a lot of people really, really, especially me, especially maybe people who played those older games, really didn't like the hex stuff. Yeah, I'm into Civ Five's way of doing it. I just kind of wish there's like I a the, 
there's a boringness to the combat of like I just have to keep putting musketeers out until they decide to go away. Yeah, it, I agree. The combat isn't as uh, decisive anymore. You can't like blitzkrieg someone effectively. Right. Yeah, the surprise factor isn't. I I've been secretly making an army like in four. Right. Right. And then my army crosses your border and there's no chance you have to recover. Right. Uh, instead, it's, well, I've been making an army for like six turns and their scout jumped up on a hill and saw my army, but I only have eight dudes. So I, now I need to turn all my cities into army production and I need to slowly stream dudes into there until I surround his one city. Yeah. Until you get to like the later game and you have airplanes and stuff, uh, which kind of alleviate some of that but yeah i mean it still involves you you know moving units around slowly into their territory it's a little different philosophy i think and if if the thing you liked about civ was that like giant stack of units rampaging through their territory <laughs> unstoppably like go back i to totally four. understand yeah like it's it's good so um, maybe four should go higher than six <laughs> uh i don't think so but like if you like that then more power to you man hey those All games right. are still there you know okay so, now that we've done all that, and it's, I already own Civ Five, should I buy Civ Six because it's on sale? Yeah, I think Civ Six is still good. Okay, uh, the, say, it sounds like a yes. The thing I, uh, the thing I, th I think I've seen as the biggest complaint about Civ Six, which I guess is the complaint about literally every Civ, is that the diplomacy is still bad. Uh, they're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, but it's bad in every Civ, right? It's just bad in a different way. Every Civ game, diplomacy is setting up the screen, trying to figure out if you can get the computer to give you the thing that you want, and literally just trying different agreements until they say yes, or you realize it's never going to happen because you click the what makes this agreement work button. Right. So they, in 6, started this... Uh, system where each leader has these agendas basically and these are like things that like personalities but they're randomized like these are things that generally they are always going to want to do right each leader since the leaders all are personalities right all have a like agenda that is known right like hey george washington wants to explore you know or uh no sorry teddy roosevelt wants to explore more land right because he loves the wilderness or, you know, Queen Elizabeth loves navies, stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Then they have a secret agenda, which is one of any number of randomized ones, um, which, you know, if you get spies and stuff later, you can figure that stuff out. But it will sort of flavor the way they play. And that system is hit and miss. In some cases, it's cool because it gives them like, hey, this guy is just like loves religion. And if you are mean to his religion or not part of his religion, he's not going to want to deal with you. Just straight up, he's going to be <laughs> mad at you all the time. Okay, but like in some cases, there's not really any play there that you can make, right? This guy's just mad at you all the time, and he just—it's like it's not my fault. I didn't, you know, join your religion. I was on the other side of the planet. <laughs> you didn't come over here. Like, what am I supposed to do? You just want to declare war on me, right? Uh, so that system is kind of hit and miss. Um, and so I understand why people saying that like the diplomacy is broken just because there's sometimes there's nothing you can do for diplomacy. It's just. It won't happen because the agenda means that guy doesn't want to talk to you, uh, which is a bummer. 
you know, you can't just bribe them with, you know, thousands of dollars of gold like you could before, right? Right, exactly. Um, so I, I think that's the most common um, complaint I've seen, at least about the diplomacy. And I never play with diplomacy. I never use diplomacy that much anyway, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, you kind of just, if you can do your best to appease the people directly next to you, you really don't need it. Yeah. Either if you're going to, you know, either you are friends with these neighbors uh, and you're going for some kind of culture or military victory, in which case then you, diplomacy doesn't matter. You're, you're rock stars and you're, uh, you know, or your tanks are going to show up either way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and, you know, if you're going for like a the space victory or whatever, it's a little more uh, tough because if they invade you and blow up your spaceport, you're in trouble. Were you able to ever get the World Congress to vote for you in Civ Five? So not in five. I've done it in six. Six, you can buy and sell votes a little more easily. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot easier to win that way in six. It was a super duper problem in five. You had to basically amass all the city states on your side. Yep. Uh, city states play a big part of it in six as well. Uh, but it's way, way more obvious. Uh, like, hey, you can just like buy these guys votes with a straight up currency. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, cool. six is good. I think, you know, it, if you have played five a lot and you kind of already know what to do and you wanted something different, this is what six is for. Ah, all right. Well, you haven't been playing Civ six. Nope. The uh, number I have been playing is zero. That's right. Uh, the legend of heroes trails from zero. Uh, and I got to the end of that game. Uh, and, uh, that game's pretty good, you guys. Yeah. Does it, does it hold up favorably against the Trails in the Sky games? I think it does. And I think it is interesting how this game is kind of the first two Trails in the Sky games together in one game, but not as long. <laughs> okay. It, you know, the, the first, I think, Trails in the Sky game was maybe, maybe like 40 hours, 35 hours, something like that. I don't know. Uh, forty fifty in that range, and then the second yeah. one was like eighty ninety. <laughs> it's like way way longer, just due to like you know the higher levels and a lot more combat, a lot more characters, all that kind of stuff. This game manages to feel like to go from that like you're just a small town city cop on the force doing you know rookie cop here out to earn some respect to by the end of the game, Ace Detective Lloyd Banning's here <laughs> ready to. <laughs> Uh, arrest the bad guys and stop the international incident. Um, Is his in name one Lloyd game. Bannings? Yeah, that's his name. That's a really good localization. That's the character's name in Japanese. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. Lloyd-o-san. Yeah, the the character names are really good. I'm really into that now. He's a, he's a good cop, man. Uh, he's he's there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think the this fan translation, they really went the extra mile. And you you can tell in the like localization of their uh the lines and stuff and how much work they put into that all the like hey this font looks kind of weird and so we've expanded the text boxes or we've done all this kind of like work around the edges that is invisible to you the player except when you try to play like let's say the game that comes after this <laughs> that doesn't have that kind of work put into it uh, -oh. <laughs> uh and wow <laughs> it's noticeable uh oh like, I have to open up Cheat Engine every time I play that game if I want to use the uh, the turbo speed button. 
because the game itself doesn't have one, but Cheat Engine can hack it in. So that kind of stuff. Oh, man. And yeah, and like, you know, it's stuff where like, hey, you can tell sometimes when stuff is run through Google Translate, right? Yep. And it's not that bad. The, uh, this new game, right? The the one that comes after Zero. One? Uh, uh, no, the name of the game is uh, Trails uh, of Azure or Trails to Azure, depending on how you localize it. Uh, anyway, is, so... Wait, so it's not Azure. Zero, it's Trail... It's not Trails, it's Trails. But is it Lloyd? How is this connected to the next one? It's the same characters. Okay, but well, they're all the same characters. But this is like a, this was like a prequel sequel thing. Mid midway mm-hmm. through all this stuff, they went back and did these stories. So I was just curious how they connected these two uh, so, into no. A, these a two pack. were the ones that came chronological or in terms of release order, right? These two games came out chronologically after the Trails in the Sky games and before the Cold Steel games, right? In Japan, they were just never localized to the U.S. Ah. These came out on the PSP, Andrew. I can't, dude. I can't keep it all straight. I'm trying really hard. I really am. <laughs> Just okay. got to play them. That'll help. Just I know. Play I knew if I played them, I would understand, right? Like, it's not a thing. It's like Kingdom Hearts. If you'd play it, you'd understand, yeah. right? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, that, that's not true, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is much more understandable than Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Fine. Uh. So, you know, you miss that stuff. Uh, and it's like really obvious in hindsight, you know, when the the name of a book, uh, the title of a book series is Agnes in the Sunshine Place instead of Sunshine Agnes. <laughs> you know, there's like someone looked at this and is like, that's not how you would say that. <laughs> you would say it like this. Hmm. Versus, like, this is obviously how it was written in Japanese, right? Fair. So that's the kind of stuff you run into and you, it just it it's not unreadable. It's totally understandable, right? But you're like, "Oh. Mm, this is have kind the, of lame." The spit shine that everything else did so up to this point. Right. And so you're like, "Oh, like the fun personality of the characters doesn't always come through because the lines are kind of flat, you know." Well, you've known them well enough that now maybe you can apply the hmm. Yeah. Attitudes, I, I, am, I guess is the right word that you know yeah, they have i i am soldiering on because i want to get to the end of this so that i can play the new cold steel one so okay cool but enough about me we yeah. talked about me too much um i don't know about you guys but i i played a little bit of games i played some of that hearthstone again I hit 6,000, JJ. I talked about it on this podcast, and now it's just a yo-yo up and down above 6,000. So So you should get back into playing regular Hearthstone. No, so I I got over 6,000 again, and I uninstalled it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Go out on top. I just... Okay. I'll wait a week, month, whatever. Let people kind of settle a little bit. Let them start playing the new Ashes of Outland expansion, play with their Demon Hunters, and then I'll get back into it maybe after that. Or maybe I'll just find time to finish other stuff. Hey, uh, did you know Netflix is a really popular thing right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, finding things to do uh, in between painting sessions 
and once kids are asleep uh, good thing they're asleep I yes the kids are asleep for both of the things I want to talk about <laughs> who wants to step up to the plate first because I feel like you guys are on different shows that we should talk about for half a minute Mike uh, I think you should talk about the yeah. important one yeah okay, the so one Mike, sweeping the nation the one that has the nation in its teeth in its teeth I was on Twitter and I kept seeing people talk about XYZ oh, thing. Yeah, it's really not worth doing. I don't I don't go on Twitter. That place is bad. <laughs> I, I can't quit Twitter and I don't know why. I don't look at my Facebook hardly ever. I Instagram once a week, maybe less. For some reason, I don't know if it's the news because I basically use it as a news aggregator. Thanks Google for deleting reader. Uh, still this many years later, I'm bitter about it. <laughs> anyway, everyone's talking about XYZ thing just like this person in Tiger King. And I mm -hmm. needed to know what the heck they were talking about. And now I wish I didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> the, so I didn't watch this, to be clear. Uh, the analogy I saw was White Trash Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh my god! So <laughs> you tell me how right this person oh, on the internet was. Man. That's that's a, a pretty accurate JJ, description. What if what if the people that did uh, waiting for Guffman did a Game of Thrones reality show? I don't know that I've seen Waiting for Guffman. Best in show. Okay, sure. Same people. Got it. So, like, imagine a best-in-show Game of Thrones about owning exotic animals. I don't... Uh, Can you why? imagine it? <laughs> I mean, look, I've seen so many clips of this thing on the internet and people yeah. talking about it. But I, I, I want to know, so how much have you guys watched? I'm five so episodes we, in. Yeah, we have watched the first three episodes. Out of seven, I think? Supposedly, yes. there's a rumored eighth episode coming this month. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. One of the characters you have not met, actually. There are more characters coming, Michael. Wow. Yes. It's, so, JJ, it's one of those shows where when you think it can't get more ridiculous, the next episode starts. And you keep watching because it's how, it's how much worse is this train wreck going to get? Yeah, so the, uh, my wife did watch this and kind of told me the same thing. Apparently, this was a podcast series. I don't know if you guys. I mean, knew it's that. a true. I mean, it's one of those true crime things. It's actually about crime at the end yeah, of the right. day. Um, and so it sounds like, like a lot of crimes are being committed. So yeah. <laughs> much <laughs> like the other Netflix series, which have basked in the whodunit nature of some of these things that are not actually whodunit. Um. Tiger King seems to know who done it and who at fault. And so the suspense and interest is in meeting out the entire story over these seven episodes rather than telling you what has happened and why they expound on the drama of, well, this person hates this person. And here's some rumors about this, you know, these people talking to these people. And it's very much, 
as if they had filmed this as a reality show where you kind of would bet that all the people hating the other people and the people sleeping with the people is fake. And then you have to stop and think, no, this guy's uh, giving narration from prison. This is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. There, uh, Michael, you think you understand maybe in episode three what's happening here, where things are going. They kind of give you the crime at the end of episode three there, I think. Right. Did, uh, uh, did Carol feed her husband to a tiger? But they also, I think, give you the crime of why Joe's in prison. Uh, and if not, I won't ruin it for you. And yeah. how he, the, the rest of the show c- kind of becomes how does he get there, but also like what happens to these other characters along the way. And, like, why some of them aren't being interviewed for the show. I love that Andrew called them characters. They're people. That's my <laughs> point. That's my point. It's filmed like a reality show, but they turn they turn people into characters. They a thousand yeah, percent they, do. Because their their real lives are, are so unbelievably ridiculous that... They, yeah, but they start to make the point that, like, this Joe Exotic guy had cameras running on himself all the time because he thought he was a character. Yo, he thought he was a character so much he had the camera rolling on himself doing crimes. (laughs) Reality TV gone wrong. See, that's what I mean, right? So you can't not think of them as characters at a certain point. And that's where the... That's where the show factor comes in, and around episode five, there's some stuff that gets pretty real, and you're like, oh, man, I've been enjoying myself when I really shouldn't. <laughs> you thought this was all fun and games, but it turns out things are real. You yeah. thought it's all fun and games until someone gets their arm torn off by a tiger. That was, yes, that's one of the first... That uh, was episode two? Yeah, that's one of the first reminders that things are not uh, a show, right? Like, oh, this person that's being interviewed this whole time, I didn't notice she was missing her arm. Good on them for shooting that in a way, I guess. No, no, it's there the whole time. I went back to the first episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I noticed think, it right off the bat. Didn't think anything about... Oh, well, okay. That's, okay. It's a, she's literally just... They don't draw she's attention sitting to in a, they, Well, no, she's just sort of like sitting in a, a camp chair talking to the camera. I noticed it, but I didn't think anything of it because there's another guy with no legs. Ask the question. Ask. You know, are these Chekhov's legs here? They are. They are not legs that were torn off by a tiger. (laughs) Well, yeah, and that's that's the great thing is that they make you think that, of course, he lost his legs to a tiger, but nope. Ziplining accident. Yep. Hey, JJ. Mm -hmm. What if you could be an Indian guru that had uh, teen girls working your tiger farm? Would it require me to be Indian? Because I'm not. No, it requires you to be a red-blooded American that can lobby Congress with your baby tigers. I see. There's some this stuff. This sounds gets- extremely safe and also pervy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Pretty pervy. Man. Oh man, Michael. The guy who is the prototype of Scarface is in this show. Oh yes, we've met him by episode three. Okay, good. That is, it's weird. It's really weird to be watching it mouth agape 
not thinking you can turn it off because you have to know what happens, watch an episode and then think about it about 20, 30 minutes later and be like, I really shouldn't be supporting this. <laughs> but it's already happened. It's not like the show made it happen. Right. Although right. the show was filmed well after the events took place. Right? Well, so part of it was not. Oh. Right? Some of this was in production as a different show. And so you have to wonder, like, were the cameras being around, like, part of what caused this problem? It certainly probably didn't help. I don't like being the, uh, uh, we're not critics, right, on this podcast so much. We're not always uh, cultural uh, tastemakers, maybe, in terms of what you should and shouldn't support we've stood up for uh net neutrality so it's not out of place to be like i'm not sure about supporting this but i know myself and i know that i'm gonna watch those last two episodes (laughs) because i physically can't believe some of the stuff that's happening viscerally yeah that's my you, it very quickly drags you down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's my midway review of Tiger King. Okay. <laughs> Other things after the kids went to bed. JJ, you're up to bat. Yeah. Castlevania. Yeah. We watched that. I finally understand what you meant when we talked about it and you didn't give me any spoilers, but you said things don't wrap up. Nope. And uh, when I was talking about it, I said that I thought something was going to happen to Isaac and I misspoke and I met Hector. Yeah. And something did happen to Hector. That's true. Michael, spoilers or no spoilers? Nah, go for it. Uh, this podcast, I will try to maintain G language. However, we're talking about a non G show, <laughs> right? Adult so situations. If you're listening with your kids, earmuffs. Oh, maybe just go to the, uh, the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's yeah. a lot of sex at the end of this show. Yeah, the last few episodes there are like, hey, how about some boobs? How about we're just a hentai show now? I was going to say, didn't didn't we already discuss The Witcher? Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> so The Witcher uh, looks like um, a love story compared to this. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, think, I, I think their attempt to do mature themes is laudable. However, I think the animation medium they have chosen mm. leads it to kind of look awkward in a lot of cases. Oh, man. Yeah. It. Oh, boy. Um, where to start? I don't know that I needed any of Alucard's anything. <laughs> the there's uh that's that's a great place yeah. to start with castlevania right yeah you could have just left alucard out of season three yeah 
it doesn't go anywhere by the end of it, right? He's just mad now at the end. So basically at the end it becomes Alucard is the new Dracula. Uh, maybe. But maybe not certainly because d- also Dracula. He certainly doesn't want to be there anymore, that's for sure. Michael? Yeah. What if you spent all season training an apprentice? And then you thought something along the lines of like, Two this should be an Anakin, Anakin Skywalker situation. The apprentices should turn on him. That would be like a good storyline, maybe. Okay. What if those two apprentices were brother and sister, and then because you didn't teach them magic fast enough, they thought, let's kill you, and to kill you, they came in your bed in the night. And Look, Andrew, then- Andrew's being squeamish about it. What they were... You know, they're like, hey, let's all have an orgy here, and then we're going to kill you. And during, during the that orgy. Time. Because we're mad at you. And, yeah. For we- weird, Weird flex, but okay. There was no weird flex. I mean, <laughs> Alucard has a magic sword, and that was the end of that. And then he just murders the crap out of them. <laughs> he did. He, he literally just put them on a stick. Yeah. And then... That was the end of Alucard's story. I wrapped it up the whole the whole way. Hey, so you know, closure. Okay. That was season three. Alucard takes on two apprentices, they get mad at him. He kills them. During the sex. End. The end. <sighs> so now now that you've seen it, does it feel like the first two season pair where they're halfway through an arc that's gonna come back down? A thousand percent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really honestly think it would have been stronger if they had said we need more episodes or less episodes. And it may have been may have been too bold a choice to do it, but leaving Alucard out might have been good. I liked the Isaac stuff a little bit better than I thought I would at the end there. I was super bored by Isaac almost the entire time, and then once it got to like the last couple episodes, I yep. was like, "Oh, Isaac's story is great." Yeah, never mind. Uh huh. Yeah. So, Michael, I'll wrap up Isaac's story for you. He wanders through the desert, kills a lot of people, mm-hmm. and makes them into monsters. Makes them into monsters because he has that power. He's a he's a forge master, so he can make monsters out of dead bodies. He resummons okay. a soul from hell to inhabit a dead body, which then changes the body into a night creature like you do yeah it's a cool mm-hmm. power hector has this power too this is uh basically the point of the show everyone wants these forge masters powers but you have to be human and you have to not be mentally enslaved to do it you have to do it of your own free will right uh so isaac and hector are off on their own trying to make it and Isaac's version of trying to make it is wandering to somewhere. I can't remember where. Eh, not important, really. He didn't get there by the end of the season. Correct. Literally waited until the second to last episode to get to a place where he had to go into a fight against a magician that was stronger than him. Which made for really cool scenes of fighting. Yes. During during the best episode of the show, right? Yes. Where you had the most cringeworthy scenes paired with the best scenes <laughs> mm-hmm. in this epic whole episode long, so 20-something minutes 
cutting back and forth with raging cool music playing of two epic fight scenes paired with two sex scenes. Yep. <laughs> At the same Ooh. time. That's that's jarring. It's it was it was a lot. It was a lot. Uh a lot. The other scene being uh Hector being enslaved kind of bound, uh, I he, guess. He was he was Phys- seduced. Physically right? seduced and bound magically by a vampire. Okay. That was yeah. So he- Hector's arch arc was seduced by a vampire all season. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and the, the other cool action scene was Trevor and Sypha investigating this cult of monks in this town. So that that's the best part of this, and really where I felt like they didn't have anything else for anyone to do because they needed to tell the story of Trevor and Sypha meeting uh, Bill Nighy. What's his character's name? Uh... Time traveler guy. Great question. What his name is? It couldn't tell you. It's something long. Oh no. Anyway, everyone. So knows anyway, who Bill Nighy, the guy, Bill Nighy. <laughs> uh, his character is some sort of like dimension traveling dude, scholar. Uh, he is a uh, a magician and a grifter, basically. Was a magician and a grifter until he discovered this way to walk through portals. And then somehow lost his wife or something? It appears to be his wife, maybe? Unclear. We Unclear. never see who it is. Someone is lost in a portal. It okay. looks like a woman. He is trying to get back to this person desperately. However, the portals are, like, unstable, and you can't find them in any place, and it's all... You have to you have know. a gem to find one unless you're a demon. And right. under this town that Trevor and Sifa happen to be in there happens to be a demon chained up underground so there's a cool story of unraveling what these people are trying to do for probably one too many episodes uh but they have to set up the like carving of things in this town and they have to make you castlevania fashion there's satanic rituals being involved here right yeah and they they build up some characters in this town like the mayor of the or whatever the judge whatever you want to call the judge the judge oh how do you think about the judge andrew oh man they really did one over on him at the end didn't they did you see that coming uh before the sweaty interrupted in his study moment you knew something was up with him the whole time, though, right? It seemed like there was, because he kept saying that he was, like, the judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. Uh, and then when he tells the little boy to go to the apple tree, I was just like, I don't want to know. Just don't tell me. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. It Not was such less, a great guy. It was less bad than I thought it would be, but it was still pretty bad. Was it? It was less <laughs> bad than the sweaty thing that I thought. I... Mm. I think maybe you're right still, though. I think it's bad in all the ways. Oh, God, no. Really? Remember that that room? Yeah, the room only had the shoes. The I bones don't... were in the pit. Right. 
Yeah, which means he wasn't he doing the thing that would make him sweat that I was worried about, that I'm not going to say out how, loud. How do you know, though? Because the bones were in the pit. Right. So you. So I assume he been... just retrieved the shoes and left the bodies in the pit, and that's where I'm going to leave it. Okay. <laughs> because that's all I can handle, and if there was more to it than that, I might stop watching. I got the impression that he don't, was not a great please, guy. Please, just don't. No more. No. Yeah. So anyway, it was completely unneeded. They could have let this guy die without him being a murderer of probably children. Oh, clearly he's a murderer of children. That part isn't even up for debate. He literally killed that kid. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. This guy die a hero. It was. It was. Hey, they burned his house, so you know he kind of got to. I just mean the story could have. They was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Trevor and Sifa and Bill Nye, I can't, still can't remember his name. Dude, I don't uh, know what his name is. I truly don't. Um, they do the whole investigating the mystery thing for the whole season. It's a good mystery. You kind of figure out where it's going. There's a little bit of a surprise when the entire town uh, goes up in flames. The demons attack. The fights with the demons are really good. Trevor Belmont is the biggest badass. Although Sifa cutting things heads off with ice, pretty good. Yeah. He has to kill, Michael, he has to kill the demon as many times as the souls that it has absorbed from the town. Oh, gosh. It's a lot of times. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Uh, that fight scene's really good. It was so good, man. Yeah, and yeah, it's literally like him killing the same thing over and over and over. And he's like, he's getting this the, is a, he's getting the tar beaten out of him, man. He's having a bad day, and they're just killing it. Oh, a, cut its head off. Doesn't matter. Cut its arm off. Doesn't matter. It's just like there's a man. really good moment though when like I didn't notice I didn't notice it, but he's using the Belmont uh, explodey chain whip, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's been through this fight, and he's killed this thing, like, eight times already. And then someone explains to him, like, why it's not dying. And he's like, you gotta keep killing it, because you gotta get rid of all the souls. And he just pauses for half a second, and then pulls out the bullwhip also. <laughs> he's just he like, I stop guess. using the one. He just starts using no, both. No, he just starts using both now. <laughs> it's like, okay, now we gotta get real serious. Uh, the, so uh, review Castlevania season 3 fast forward everything except for Belmont and Sifa I think I liked it a little bit more than that but uh, yeah it's yeah it, the first two seasons were like maybe some of the best season like, 1 was light I mean it really was they find yes. Alucard in season 1 that's about it season 1 is it was a lot of setup Season two was really, really good. And then, like I was saying, there's kind of like a, we got to set up a new arc here. Let's like make some stuff up. And it was just like, there was a moment that I thought JJ pulled one over on me because they open a portal and the portal zooms straight to Dracula. And I was like, what? I saw that and I was like, please don't do this. What do you (laughs) think you're, what I think you're about to do? Oh no, oh no, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. It was a faint red herring. Yes. 
Thank goodness. If they had brought Dracula back like that, I would have been like, even though that's what happens in every Castlevania game, that's not what I want. <laughs> no, you got to wait till season four. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, like, yeah, I've already watched these three. I'll watch a fourth one. I will too, it. because it, it has to be the culmination of all this stuff, right? And so that yeah, will be I want to see the I, I want to see the other half of the stuff they set up. The the, the 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 like overarching plot that they've kind of set up. I love I the see I love the discussion they have at the end of this sh- the end of this season between Sifa and Belmont, where it literally is like, "Hey, season four is going to be different, guys." And Sifa's like, "We were having so much fun before this town exploded and burned to the ground. What what happened?" And Belmont's like, "Well, we were living your life, and now we're living my life." Yeah, they were like carefree, happy-go-lucky adventurers. And she's like, what happened here? And he's like, this was your life. Yeah. <laughs> now we're living my life. <laughs> yeah. And it, that to me is the whole like stick with us, season four is coming, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I believe in season four being really good based on yeah. what I see here and where they I, left everybody. I want to see Isaac and Hector get their resolution, man, because they didn't get it in this show. <laughs> yeah. Hector's is going to be pretty good. And, you know, uh, clearly Belmont and Sifa got to go get Alucard. And uh, we'll see where that goes. You're saying they got to put the band back together? (laughs) (laughs) They got to so he can stop talking to his stuffed animals. Man. Lonely, sad Alucard is like (laughs) some of the funniest stuff in the middle of the show. And I thought I I was going to like that arc so much. I know. And then it got to the end and I was like, I I hate this. No, dude. (laughs) If that arc had literally just been him every every episode spending 10 minutes of it or five minutes of it, whatever. On sad Alucard. It would have been genius. (laughs) It would have been genius because you just be like, please, someone, someone go get Alucard. He's Alucard making paper. Be, he's making paper airplanes. Alucard could be Dale Cooper in the lodge, yes! just like wandering yes! around talking. Great. You know, like season four, episode one, Sifa and Trevor show up, and he's accidentally been buried under a pile of books in the library for like three weeks, but nobody knew how to go get it. You know, like. Oh man! Hey. If you have thoughts on uh, Sad Alucard and what you would have done for his storyline in season three, where would you send it? Uh, you can send those to podcast at weweregamers.com. Uh, you can also uh, find us on social media. You know, uh, that's uh, podcast uh, at weweregamers.com. And we're at weweregamers on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, and uh, all the other social media. Yay. Dale in the Lodge. I love it. Yeah. Daylu card. <laughs> Kuplu card. Oh. Kuplu card. Kuplu card sounds like a like a Mario boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>